Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio, back with another interview. My guest this time from Los Angeles, California, a really awesome fantasy thrash metal band that recently released their debut full-length album, Born in the Dark. Please welcome Seizure. Hello. Thanks for having us. Of course. And uh, making up Seizure, joining me, we got Joey on vocals and guitar, Ira on guitar, Nathan on bass, and Justin on drums. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Really happy and excited to be here. I've been looking forward to doing this interview, and I think we all have been pretty excited to do it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know it's been a been a, uh, a work in progress. I know it was kind of booked farther out, but definitely I really appreciate I had time to listen to Born in the Dark, and I really dig the, the style of uh, thrash metal you guys got going on. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I know we, we have a lot to discuss, but I'm going to kick this interview off with, I think it's a fun question, and it is what music have you been listening to this week? Well, which order should we go in? How are you feeling? Someone else should start. I'll start. <laughs> I'll start. Um, what music have I been listening to? Well, I'll start with the metal stuff because I think that's what everyone wants to hear. I've been listening. Actually, I've been having a bit of a kick listening to some of the older stuff I used to listen to. Um, I've been revisiting some of the stuff. So a lot of the European stuff I like. So uh, Blind Guardians' first three albums, I, I really, really love. I love all their stuff, but their first three albums really uh, are special to me. Listen to a little bit of Megadeth and Testament, American bands, but I, I really like them. Um, and I've actually been listening to a lot of classical music too. That's uh, a lot of what I listen to is classical music. So uh, Chopin, Liszt, you know, Rachmaninoff, Beethoven, just kind of stuff I, I really consume, I should say. Yeah. Very, mm -hmm. nice, very diverse. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess I've only been listening to like old school death metal lately, like Death or Morbid Angel. Uh, yeah, pretty much, and I guess some more softer stuff would be like Radiohead, maybe Tool. It's about what I'm listening to right now. Very good band. Mm. Yeah, about you, are. Oh, well, me and Nathan hang out a lot, so we listen to Morbid Angel and Death together. Mm. And uh, some of the softer stuff that I listen to lately have been uh, Deftones and uh, some Return to Forever. Very nice. Okay. Uh, when it comes to metal, uh, actually, surprisingly, not a lot of metal this week. I, I guess just oh, I'm just oh, kidding. Fuck. Uh, oh, oh god. But uh, <laughs> uh, I guess just like the usual stuff, um, some Megadeth and bands similar to that. Maybe some Testament as well. And when it comes to other stuff, I like a lot of alternative rock. Like I think Nathan said, Radiohead. So I've been listening to some of that and Smashing Pumpkins, uh, a lot of like '90s alternative rock. And 
some classic rock as well, like uh, stuff like Electric Light Orchestra, Cream, and, and other bands like that. They're pretty cool. It's a solid list, actually. Very solid. Yeah. He's the most musically diverse out of all of us. Mm. Yeah, I was more into a lot of stuff. I like to think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, so this week I started listening to and I'm familiar with the, the metal band Dead. Uh, they they were kind of the newer, kind of newer band. Uh, I saw them last year with New Year's Day, and uh, they're I forgot how good they are. <laughs> nice, nice. Have to check them out for sure. What kind of yeah. music are they? Like uh, it's it's metal. It's like um what what they call they classify themselves as what they call fresh metal. I don't know if that's an actual term or not, but. Like yeah. Like when you're wearing a Gucci shirt and like your sunglasses and you're ready to hit the town? Apparently, I guess so. But it's it was uh, produced by uh, John Feldman of Goldfinger. So it's kind of interesting uh, having a ska dude produce uh, metal music. Gold? Finger? You know, like a ring? That's pretty fresh. Yeah. See the correlation. <laughs> so definitely a change. They're pretty hard hitting. I saw them last year. I wanted to see them with uh, In This Moment of Blackfield Brides in October. So that's why I started listening to them again. Yeah, that's cool. Was it a good show? Oh yeah, they they honestly they they really uh, they really rocked on the stage. Like they really brought it. I was very surprised. So uh, yeah, because I was there to see New Year's Day, and I didn't really know too much about them. So it was kind of kind of nice. I was very surprised. That's cool. Yeah. Is it a dead spelled D E D? Yes. Oh, I, I've mm. heard of them. Okay, at least someone has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening to that never clear lately. So '90s alternative as well. Nice. But all right, so folks, you guys chatting with Seizure right now. Uh, so how did you guys get started as musicians? I know you're at relatively young uh, musicians. Uh, like on an individual level? Yes. Well, um, I kind of started, well, I would say that when I was young, I didn't really play guitar. My older brother, who played a lot of guitar, got me one when I was about six, but I, I never really played it much. I played a little bit with him, but never enough to where... I would have considered myself a guitarist at all. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know, you do fun things with siblings or whatever. That was the extent of that. But when I was about 13 or 14, the kids at school started playing guitar and they were listening to bands which I thought were cool, like ACDC and Aerosmith. I thought that was cool. You know, so uh, I picked up the guitar and I started playing again. I got a bit more serious. And, uh, you know, before music what i really wanted to do was actually be like an artist for like comic books and stuff but um eventually you know my passion for music grew bigger and bigger um and i kind of dropped that and started like forming bands and playing you know small shows around the school and stuff and then i started writing music too and that's where i found my love for composing and songwriting around that time um, and i think that was kind of the time when those high school years was kind of the time when I kind of solidified, you know, who I was as a musician. Because I think we all, all musicians have their thing, you know. Some, you know, some are really great at playing covers. Some are really into lead playing and, and the technique. And others are more into the composing side. And I think that was where I found my love for composing. That's where I, that was around the time when I, I discovered that. And, and ever since then, I've just been writing a lot of music. Um, eventually, I met Ira and we started writing some music together as well. Um, but, that, but that's really how it started, you know, it really came down to my older brother, Anthony. Um, you know, it really started with that. I think Ira probably has the most interesting story out of all of us. I guess. Go for it. Uh, I, my dad's a musician. 
Yeah, so we've always had guitars around the house. You know, when I was like nine, I just felt like picking one up and learning a few riffs. And uh, I did that for a few years. And uh, when I turned 17, I uh, started taking uh, music more seriously and thought I could uh, start a band or join a band and uh, have a career in music. And I was in my uh, high school as a guitar class and I became the teacher's assistant in that class. And uh, in that class, I met our me and Joey's former drummer, mm-hmm. uh, Ben. Ben, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a that was funny because I remember. Did Ben just come up to you and say, "Hey, do you want to join this band?" Well, me and Ben sat next to each other in that class, and uh, he just said, "Oh, I'm in a band now. You want to see if you want to jam with us sometime?" And I said, "Yeah, I'll give it a try." Yeah, I remember that. I remember I was rehearsing. It was hardly rehearsing at the time. You know, it's really only rehearsing when you have a full band and you've got stuff that you're working on. But uh, I was working, playing around with Ben. Uh, I had gone through a couple other drummers and stuff. But I remember he was like, well, I know a guitar player who's pretty good. His name is Ira. And I remember thinking to myself, that's an interesting name, Ira. You know, he was like, okay, I'll ask him. And uh, yeah, I remember that. Nice, yeah, it's just kind of... Um kind of this, you know, the uh, uh, connections you don't, you know, you don't think you make it just like, hey, you want to do something? And that's just how it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, even though I'm the, the drummer of the band, I actually got my start uh, by playing guitar because I got really interested because uh, my parents had some concert films and they're not really like musicians or at least my dad isn't, but my mom was. So like music has always kind of been a thing that's been like a big interest in the family. So sometimes they would put on concert films and I would love them. Even when I was like super, super young, I want to say like maybe three or four, like I would like them. And that caused them to think, you know, well, I mean, I was interested in getting guitar lessons. So I got those for a few years. And then like fast forward a few years, I started getting really interested in drums. And I kind of feel like I always was really interested in drums but i didn't full-on uh take it on yet but uh i thought either way it's like okay well i might as well try it out so i had uh, i got like maybe a month's worth of drum lessons and then decided the rest of the way to self-teach myself and just with plenty of practice and i managed to um get where i'm at right now even though i probably still have a way to go but so that's basically the, the extent of it. I got interested really, really super young by starting off with guitar and then later on learning other music, uh, instruments. Right on. Yeah, I figured why stop at one. Right. That's right. I kind of have the same story as Justin. I started playing like music when I was super young, like elementary and high school. Triangle. Yeah, triangle. <laughs> clarinet drums and all that but what got me into like playing bass was uh joining a band with Ira's stepbrothers uh Nikki and Austin the band was called Divine Annihilation and it's still going on <laughs> we stole him from the band yeah basically so I've always been friends with these guys but that's kind of what got me into bass just wanted to start a band with some friends you know yeah, for sure. I mean, that, I mean making music you're supposed to have fun and doing with people you're friends with I mean it's even better Right, yeah, for sure. And uh, I know you guys. You touched on a little bit about how you guys joined the band. So, like, how did how did the band come together, and how did you choose the name Seizure? 
Well, the band really started 2017. Um, my first band broke up. It was called Phantasm. And Phantasm is actually the name of the first song on our album, Born in the Dark. Um, I got the idea for that name from my old band. Remember, Ira and I were working on a song, and I was like, it's called Phantasm. Um, that was because of my old band. So my old band, Phantasm, we were kind of like a thrash metal band, but towards the end of it, I wanted to change it to a death metal band, and it really wasn't going anywhere productive. Um, and eventually it, it fell apart, and I was like, well, I want to start another band. Um, so, so I got together. I, I got the name Seizure from my dad, actually. I, I remember he was like, hey, you know, if you ever start another band, you should call it Seizure. And I, I looked up, is there any other bands named Seizure? Obviously, most band names are taken. You know, that's just a fact. But um, barely anything, the name Seizure. So I thought, okay, I'll take that name. Um, and, and I tried going through some people, but nobody was really working out. Um, and then eventually I met Ira. And once Ira joined the band, things started like, I'd say that's when things started to really, you know, skyrocket. Roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The snowball. Yeah, the farthest anything ever went before Ira was some really terrible demos I put on YouTube, which Ira found like years later and showed me. I was like, what's this? I was like, oh my gosh, ignore it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could say, uh, I was hit by a bolt of lightning, and that's where the name came from. But no, it's my dad. I love my dad. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I don't get fact checked. You could have totally lied to me. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, would, it would come out eventually. On the back of uh, all of our albums and releases, it always says "Seizure," named by Bob Love, somewhere hidden in the uh, the information text. A little hidden thing that we always make sure to put in there. So, people are ever curious, and you own any of our CDs or whatever. Look for it on one of the backs. On the backs, one of the CDs, and you find it. Yeah. And if you find it, and you post it on Instagram and tag us, we'll repost you. Nice and yeah, nice and stuff. But no, that's a cool. Like that's why like yeah. I like physical CDs and copies. You have like the liner notes. You can have that. You know the small nods to oh how the name how did we get the name? It's like oh it's right yeah. here in the liner notes. Yeah, yeah, and that's always interesting. I always loved when I was in high school and stuff. When I really was, I mean, I still get vinyl and CD. But when I was in high school, I really you know, you begin getting into that stuff. I'll always be so interested in all the little things about bands, you know? And it's like, yeah, I know Dave Mustaine is in Metallica, but, you know, who designed the logo? You know, it's like the small things that you really want to know. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's all the cool things, and especially, like, as I said, with CDs and vinyl and all that stuff, it's all, it's all the cool things that make the whole, like, presence of the band. It's not just, all, you know, it's music, of course, but it's all the small details as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it was me speaking of albums and stuff. The big reason I want to chat with you guys, you guys just released a full length album entitled Born in the Dark. How was it writing and recording the album? Well, writing was fun. A lot of the writing was obviously done by Ira and I. Uh, the usual process for the album was, you know, I'd write a song, sort of unfinished. I'd bring it to Ira and he would, you know, the, the joke was, you know, I'd write unfinished music and Ira would fix it. That was the joke for a while. But, you know, you know, in reality, it was kind of just a collaborative process between Ira and I. And uh, a lot of work went into the songs. And once the songs were written by us, uh, I would write the lyrics. And we would show them to our revolving door of drummers and bassists until we got a solidified lineup to record it. And uh, I'll say the writing process was really fun. 
and the recording process was so much fun. Um, it was just absolutely fun. We recorded with uh, Adair uh, Daufenbach, that's how you say his name, um, in his studio. And uh, he was really nice and amazing to work with. Uh, so many great memories we made with him. He had some really beautiful guitars. He had an Ingve uh, Malmsteen Stratocaster, which I used to record a lot of the solos on the album, my solos at least. Um, and he had great amps that we used. Sure. Um, and it was so much fun. It, it was one of those, you know, we've recorded before, but this was one of those special, special moments. And it was a lot of fun to do all of that, you know. And uh, obviously, Justin recorded drums. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Uh, thankfully, since I already had the songs down for quite a while at that point, I managed to get, because we were originally planning on having, getting the drums done within two days, but then we decided, Let's make it a challenge. Let's let's see if we can do this in one day, but try not to rush it. And then I ended up getting all all ten of the songs done in about like five hours, roughly, I think. So yeah, it was quick. It was like really quick. I was just shocked at how quick it was. But it was good. Yeah, and then uh, the result came out very satisfactory to me and the rest of us. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and then Nathan, you obviously didn't play on the album. Mm -hmm. Ezra played on the album. What are you smiling at? <laughs> Ezra played on the album. Unfortunately, Ezra's not in the band anymore. He uh, got hit by a uh, car. I'm just kidding. He didn't get hit by a car. He uh, he quit the band. Uh, but he, he, you know, it just wasn't for him, obviously. And we got Nathan like the same day, literally the same day. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. But Nathan learned all the songs so quickly. He did such a wonderful job. And uh, he's been doing uh, all the shows we've been doing with Nathan. So, I don't know. You were kind of there while the whole process, because you were working with the uh, yeah, I was working with Divine the, Annihilation. So you were kind of yeah. there watching everything, but mm -hmm. you didn't physically plan anything. Yeah, we even played shows together. That's right. Mm -hmm. We did play some shows together when I was working to do the shows. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, it was all, overall a great experience. Yeah, it's really good. That's how music should be. It sounds like uh, the guitar used for the solos. I mean, it sounds awesome. So, I mean, it must have, it must have looked really cool uh, in person as well. Yeah, it felt pretty surreal to hold a guitar worth thousands and thousands of dollars. It's like, don't drop it, don't drop it. You know? If I drop it, he's going to kill me. You know? I'll unplug it before you walk away. Do not drag the amp. Yeah, definitely for sure. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed uh, Born in the Dark. It has you know the thrash metal sound, but you guys, uh, you guys put like some twists on it with like every song. It always it has that fantasy side as well, and it, it always uh, it always comes out in different ways throughout the whole album. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Did you have a favorite song on the album? I'm always curious what people's favorite songs are because everybody's got a different one. It was it was fantastic. That was actually my favorite. Yeah. I, I like. Uh, I, I just like the whole vibe, that whole vibe of that song. Um, it was just. Uh, it was just really on point for me. Like it always. It had like a cool uh, vibe to it when I was listening to it. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's one of the ones that uh, at least I'm proud of. I think we're all pretty proud of that one. So I, I'm glad. It's always good when the songs that you put a lot of work into are the ones that people end up liking. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, the production quality is also like very well done. You know, especially like for debut, some debut albums like sometimes band like the production isn't there, but you guys are you have top notch production with uh, Born in the Dark. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we, we were pretty blessed to be able to work with Adair and uh, Iris Dad mixed the album, mm -hmm. and, and I sat in on the whole mixing process. 
you know, I kept my mouth shut a lot of times because it's a very stressful thing. But, uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was really cool. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Iris' dad actually produced the album as well, and I co-produced it with him. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it turned out pretty great. You know, we have to use a real studio. We used a um, drummer of Megadeth, Dirk. We used his drum kit because Dirk actually played on our previous release, the Grandmaster Wizard, which is an EP. Uh, and, he, and he works with a year. Yeah, yeah. They're like friends. And they are, are co-workers. I don't know if you could say that. Um, yeah. And, and you, you use Kiko's uh, amp head. Yeah, Kiko Larrero from Megadeth and from Angra, another great, great band. Um, he left his amp in the studio. And I was like, oh, what amp is that? And Adair was like, oh, that's Kiko's amp. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, well, let's plug your guitar into it. And let's just see if it makes a good tone. Because sometimes things, you know, are fantastical in your head. And then you try it out and you're like, that's not actually going to work. But we plugged my guitar to it. We were like, that's a really good tone. So that was the guitar tone on the album from uh, Keith Lohr's amp. It, it, the Megadeth connection is, is so weird in this band. It's, it's like, you know, one of these days, Dave Mustaine is just going to knock on my door or something. I don't know. Or maybe David Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's awesome, though. Like, the, the cool, all the cool equipment and the connection to Megadeth, that is really, it, it's really awesome, honestly, to, uh, to have that and to say, like, yeah, use this drum kit on our album. We use this amp on our album. It's just, that, that's awesome to say. And a brag yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I try not to brag too much, but you know, it's, it's it can be a little tricky sometimes. You know, when you're proud of something, it, it can be, you know, sometimes you gotta hold back a little bit. And that goes for anything. You know, you could freaking lay bricks, and if you lay a really great row of bricks, you know, you might want to tell your friends, dude, I laid this great row of bricks. You know, so anything you'd be proud of. It's first, yeah. especially when you put all the work and stuff. Yeah, it's it's hard uh, not to brag about stuff. But something I want to talk about, uh, so for Born in the Dark, anyone who hasn't listened to you guys, what can they expect musically and lyrically from the album? Well, guitar and, like, drums and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I would say it's, it's, it's classic thrash metal. It's probably a little bit more melodic, I would say, than some of the other stuff. You know, it's not quite as, you know, it's, it's a little bit less Slayer, maybe a little bit more Megadeth-y early Blind Guardian, stuff like that. You know, uh, it's, it's a lot of shreddy solos and stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it's really, it's, it's a cool old school sound, but it's different, you know, at least I think it's cool. You know, I can't really be the judge of our own music or our own music. It's like, be like if we, you know, you wrote a solo and you're like, it's the greatest solo of all time, you know? It's like, you can't really do it, but I, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's just old school thrash metal. And lyrically, lyrically, it's definitely, very fantasy. I, I always loved fantasy lyrics and power metal. You know, some bands that really did that great, I think, were, of course, Blind Guardian, which I'm a big fan of. And, you know, even to an extent, like, you know, you had, like, Halloween, you know, and Gamma Ray was a little bit more science fiction-y, I always thought. But still, you know, this was a trope that was in those European bands. And I was like, well, I like that, those lyrics so much, but, you know, I, I want to play thrash metal. Even though I love power metal, I want to play thrash metal. So I was like, okay, well, why don't I combine both of them and uh, it was a bit of a process to convince the guys we should go in that direction, you know, but it's understandable. I remember I first brought up to you, I was like, we should write like exclusively fantasy. And you're like, oh, I, I don't know. But at that time, I think I was reading Harry Potter and stuff. So, <laughs> and, Lord and Lord of the Rings, yeah. You know, 
and uh, stuff like that. So it's it's understandable. I don't blame anybody, but we, we made it work. I think. I think. I hope. We'll see. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. If it doesn't work out, <clears throat> if the lyrics end up being stupid, you can blame me. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as I said, you know, it's, it's a thrash metal, like the older school thrash metal, as you said, but uh, it, it has a, it has your own spin on it. I think that's what makes it, you know, more unique. It doesn't, like I've heard, you know, thrash metal, it doesn't sound like just like generic thrash metal. It has your own stamp and own style on it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I also kind of feel like that, even though, yeah, it definitely is mostly Joey and Ira, in a way, like, when all of us recorded it, we put all of our own like flavors into it, even though it didn't stray too far away from the the general idea. In a way, when when we all recorded in the studio, we all kind of put our own uh, tastes. I guess you could say. Yeah, and my piss. It was green. Grandmaster was it green? Whoa! Maybe just has an infection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's green. It's Wicked green. I was bit by a goblin. So my marquee is green now. Is that, that going to be a new song in the works too? No, it's far too personal. <laughs> I could never expose myself like that in music. It, it would just hurt too much. <laughs> I'm not sure how to follow that up, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, I was listening to it on YouTube. I, I, you guys have physical copies as well, I've heard, or working on it? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're coming in the mail. We ordered them, obviously, a while ago, but there was a bit of a delay. And to everybody that's curious about the CDs, yes, they are coming. We were discussing. We were actually on the phone. Our manager was on the phone. His dad's actually our manager. Um, and, and he was on the phone. Ira, me, Ira, and him were all together the other night. Yesterday. Yeah. The other night sounds cooler than yesterday, though. <laughs> but um, the other day, how about that? And uh, we were on the phone with the CD manufacturer and discussing some things. You know, with COVID, things can be kind of slow. But yes, we ordered the CDs a long time ago. We're just waiting for them. They're, they're on their way. And uh, we have a list of everybody that wants a CD. It's hanging up in my bedroom. So I read everybody's name before I go to sleep at night. I kiss it softly. So don't worry. Thank you, guys. Here's a list of people I can't disappoint them. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah, that's why I kiss it. Yep. And do more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Only kisses. But that's, that's really awesome. Definitely, uh, you can you can add me that you can uh, add me to the list. You don't have to kiss my name though. You can just add me to that list. I would definitely. Yeah, yeah. Copy. And if anyone else is interested, definitely hit them up because I'll have Nathan kiss your name. <laughs> yeah, man, I got you. <laughs> See, this is why we got him. He, he's so willing to put the work in. You know, if I need him to kiss some paper, he'll just do it. And that's 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 what fantasy thrash metal is all about. Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> willing to go that extra mile. That is fantasy thrash metal right there. Yes. Books. Look, there's books. You read fantasy books. You know, I mean, everybody kisses books before they go to sleep. So just take it to a different level. I don't know if everybody, but I, I guess you could say some people. I'm not on that list. <laughs> okay, cool. You must be a science fiction guy. Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I hear the things you guys do to your books. Don't, 
you can't fool me. So fantasy thrash metal, if you had yeah. to, I, I, I'm just going to keep going because I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> you science fiction fans, you're nasty. That's his own opinion. That's not, not the opinion of Super Cool Radio. <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started on historical fiction. You guys, those guys are even crazier with their books. Yeah, those nerds. Don't go into that section of the library. It's <laughs> Stay out. Especially if you're under 12. <laughs> I think you got some stories over there. If you're under 12, do not enter the historical fiction section. Bad stuff. That's advice from Joey Love of Seizure right there. Thank you. My uh, historical fiction book will be out soon for all you historical fiction lovers. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, all right. So you're getting back on the rails. We went off the rails in some type of side venture over there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> adventure after fantasy is not bad. That's true. So fantasy thrash, if you had to describe that to somebody, how would you define it? Or like how, what is like uh, the characteristics of it? Well, you know, there's a lot of different subgenres of metal. And, you know, you could define subgenres of how the music sounds or lyrical content. Some people are a little iffy on the whole. Like pirate metal, they're like, oh, is pirate metal a thing? It's just lyrical content. Uh, but I would say fantasy thrash metal is very specifically thrash metal music with fantasy lyrics. That is really what it, it comes down to because fan, or, um, thrash metal is really a political and so societal lyrics, you know? Um, and, and sometimes thrash metal is even about like personal issues and mental health. And that's cool. You know, that's, that's cool. But I'm so sick of it, you know, like, it's been going on for 30 years or whatever, more than 30 years, maybe even, definitely more than 30 years, but, you know, the, the, the whole thing, and, you know, the music is so cool, the music will, you know, never truly go away, but, you know, how well is, like, you know, a song about a certain politician going to age like, 20 years from now, you know, like, think of the best thrash metal songs ever, they're not the ones about the current political issues at that time, they're the ones like, you know, you could just think of like Master of Puppets, that's about like addiction, you know, going back to the whole mental health thing. But, you know, that's a, that's a song that will never age, you know? And I think it's a pretty popular trend right now that people are taking the themes of thrash metal and they're just making it so crazy. They're going really far with the politics. Obviously in the United States, it's a very political ten, uh, contentious time. Um, but but I, I just wanted to break out of that. I'm, I'm just done with the whole lyrics. And look, if there's going to be bands to that, that's cool. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try, I'm going to try not to rag on people to do that because that's, you know, that's the thing. And if they enjoy it, that's great. You know, as, as long as they're not hurting anybody or reading historical fiction, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, <laughs> but I, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to very specifically put the fantasy lyrics in thrash metal, you know, and, and I would say that another characteristic of fantasy thrash metal, things need to be a little bit more melodic. That's definitely, definitely the case, you know, and, and I think that makes sense with the whole fantasy theme. It, it, it might not make sense for Slayer to release a song like, you know, the wizard on the mountain, ah! you know, but, you know, when you have a little bit more melody in there and melodic ideas, it makes sense. So that, that that's, 
that's fantasy thrash metal, I would say, you know. And, and I would say the one thing is you got to be careful that it doesn't go too power metally, you know. So it, it's kind of it's kind of an alternative in some ways for the people that can't get into power metal and like the the harder style of music, but appreciate the fantasy stuff. I mean, it's for a lot of different types of people, but that's one way to look at it as well. I know I just laid out a ton of different ideas, but you know, take whatever one you want. No, no, I, I got you. Definitely, what I did notice with the lyrics and everything is that it was it was different. Uh, you know, it wasn't about you know politics and stuff like that. With as you said, there's a lot of bands doing that right now, and no, you know, there's a place for that, and I got no problem with that. But definitely, it was a different take, and I did notice that when listening to Born in the Dark. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed it. I'm glad people have taken notice of it. The whole fantasy thrashman on the name was, you know, the fans pretty much came up with that. They just or they started calling us, oh yeah, CJ, that's the fantasy thrash metal band. And we were like, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, it was actually, uh, for my first, I've listened to thrash, as you, you know, you said Master of Puppets by Metallica, you know, definitely I've, I've listened to stuff like that, but definitely uh, it's a different take and a different spin on it. And uh, the first time I actually listened to it, and I like that kind of style, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad. So definitely, and uh, so some cool. I know you. We, we talked about you know, as you said, with Metallica and stuff like that. But um, if you could collaborate with any living artist on a song, who would it be? Any living artist? Yep. Nathan. <laughs> no. He's obviously, he's obviously going to be on the next album and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Why don't you guys uh, say first? I've been talking a lot. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I'll have to think about it. Too. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to start? How about you, Nathan? Yeah. Nathan's a pretty popular guy. Uh -huh. You can't collaborate with yourself, Nathan. Right. <laughs> we actually met him in the uh, historical fiction section of the library. That's where we met him. <laughs> yeah. He was over 12, though, so it was okay. <laughs> I think if I had to choose someone to play with, maybe Maynard. From Tool, I'd rather do I'd rather do like a Tool set with him. That'd be really cool. Really cool. Really Tool. Yeah, really <laughs> Tool. Really <laughs> Tool. Really Tool. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. Mm -hmm. What you guys? You guys have an answer? Oh Jesus, that's uh, a good one. It's <laughs> probably <laughs> sick shredder, dude. G sus chord. He plays the G sus chord really well. Sus. <laughs> I trust you. Um, no, but it would probably be, I don't know, that's actually a good choice, maybe Tool. Tool's a bit difficult, but, mm. you know, I, I can play drums on a Tool song. Also, Devin Townsend, if I could, I would I would actually really like to, I, it's never going to fucking happen, but I, I would like to maybe play drums on one of his songs, no matter how difficult it is. But, yeah, that would probably be really cool. Uh, I pick uh, Jason Newstead just because uh, I'd be able to play Metallica songs with him and then some thoughts, some songs. I think that'd be cool. Let's see who would I, who would I want to collaborate with? Any living artist? Do they have to be a metal artist? A any artist? I think I would actually not go with a metal artist. I think I would actually go with the uh, conductor Gustavo Dudamel. He is the uh, conductor, I believe, of the L.A. Philharmonic. It would actually be really cool to turn one of our songs into a, a concerto-type thing and have him conduct it. Oh, yeah. That would be my answer. You know, or just, you know, 
write something on my own or something like that and you know put it into a orchestra setting like a concerto an electric guitar or a band concerto like metallica's done that kind of stuff but have him conduct it that's who i would choose actually you know that's really that's honestly that would like fit perfectly too with your kind of like the fantasy thrash metal like uh, i know uh Alderbridge, they did a whole concert with like an orchestra around them it is it, it has been done and it can be done very well too yeah mm. someday we will do it obviously i just gotta have to i, I gotta figure out how to compose for violin that's gonna be tricky i'm sure you got it yeah or french horn viola I'm sure you got it. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days. One of these days. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just got you got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, that honestly, that'd be really awesome. But definitely, uh, your 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 music, fantasy thrash metal, uh, born in the dark, definitely is really awesome. Uh, the way you know the way it is, and it definitely fit perfectly with an orchestra. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Great time chatting with you guys, talking about Born in the Dark, Seizure, all that great stuff. But I do have one more thing before I let you guys go. I'm very curious. Uh, it's already June. Uh, year's almost half over. So what can we expect for the rest of this year from Seizure? Well, we obviously have a lot of shows coming up, some that we can't disclose yet. But we'll be announcing those on our Instagram, at uh, seizure.band underscore official. You definitely find out. A lot of things on our Instagram, you know, and, and on our Instagram, we have links to everything else that we do. So we'll be announcing all the stuff there. But, you know, this year, for the rest of the year, we're going to do those shows and we're going to be hard at work making the next album. You know, it's, uh, we don't know when the next album will be out yet. We have ideas. Obviously not, we're not going to say any exact date right now, but uh, it's going to be a, a year of a lot of work. Definitely doing the shows, finishing the uh, PR campaign or cycle or whatever you want to say for this album and uh, get in the studio, start recording the second album. You know, second album is uh, almost fully written already. And uh, we just got to have everybody learn all the songs. You know, Ira and I are going to obviously show everybody, you know, all the songs and they're going to give her their input, you know, and write your guys' parts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we'll, uh, into the studio and record. That's pretty much it's going to be. Um, yeah, we can say that. Do you want to say it? We're coming to Arizona this year, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. November uh, 13th. We're going to be playing Arizona. What was that? It's fine. Oh. <laughs> Nomad Fest. So we're going to be playing that. Um, and yeah, we're going to be doing that. We haven't announced it on Instagram yet, so I guess it's the first time people are going to hear it, but if you're in the Phoenix, Arizona area, uh, early November, take a keep an eye out for Nomad Fest, and we will be there. And uh, we will greet you all there, and we will sign your books, your fantasy books. Your no historical fiction. Yeah, no, no historical fiction. I will not sign your historical fiction. You know, I, I have a black light, and I do not want to see anybody's historical fiction books at all. Get that away from me. Good to know already. If you, if you if you come across Joy Love, don't bring any historical fiction no. anywhere near him. Thank you, and that is endorsed by Super Cool Radio. That statement. That's right. I will endorse that. Yes. Uh, but definitely, seizure in your area. If you're in Arizona, coming up in November, definitely check them out. 
It's going to be a fun time. Sounds like an awesome fest. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, next year, we're hoping to uh, get out to Europe. If this pandemic is uh, not still going on, you know, that, that was definitely, we had some plans, but the pandemic ended a lot of things. So, God willing, I'll go smoothly. Yeah. That would definitely be awesome, tour of Europe. That would, I mean, that would kick ass. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's about what's going on for the end of the for this year. That's, those are the things we got going on. Mm. Yeah, definitely check out Stream Sport. Give a like to Seizure. Check out their brand new album, Born in the Dark, and uh, give a follow to them on Instagram as well. Bunch of great stuff in the works. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, the next step for you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for having us. This is uh, it's always fun. We love we love doing interviews. It's always so fun to talk about these things. Hope it wasn't too awkward. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, you guys. No, honestly, I, I, if I if I enjoy chatting with you guys, I got no problem to like. Mm. Well, we enjoy chatting with you too, and uh, can't wait to come back. Maybe after the next album comes out. Hey, you guys are always welcome to my show, and I uh, really appreciate you guys uh, taking time to do this. And uh, definitely uh, make sure to follow Seizure and uh, Matthew Town Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching. Hope everyone enjoyed my interview with Seizure. Had a great time chatting with them about their new full-length album, Born in the Dark. By the way, you can check that out on all streaming platforms and their future plans. Plus, you can see them in Arizona at the end of this year in November as well. So please check out Stream Support. Give like to Seizure. I have a special treat for everyone. I'm going to feature my favorite song off their album, Born in the Dark. Here is Phantasm.
Once again, that was Phantasm by Seizure. That is off their brand new full-length album, Born in the Dark. Check that out right now on all streaming platforms. And remember, if you want to check with Sports Super Cool Radio, we have these really awesome t-shirts for sale. They are Endeavor After Sight. The link will be in the description. Plus, you can pick up these great baseball hats we are directly selling. So contact Super Cool Radio for more details. We have two logo options. They're $21, including shipping. We'll ship them directly to you. I am, as always, your host of Super Cool Radio, Matthew Thomas. And thank you so much for tuning in.